The funny thing is, you'll, you'll do it on a small scale of not financial wise, but you'll see yourself taking those lessons and everything like that and applying it to your own children as kind of like a this is my way of trying to pay it back to you because yeah, pay it back to I, 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 I had to do this, I had to do this, so I'm paying it back to you so you don't have to do this and you'll never have to experience this. You're probably going to experience shit that I never had to experience either, but that's where it just continues on. And yep, almost like almost like a legacy. Just keep keep it going, like pay it forward, because the shit that I had to go through, you don't have to go through. Yep, because I made it a point that you have, you don't have to go through that. The shit you're gonna go through, because of my parenting style, like, just to make sure you don't have to go through what I didn't go through made you go through something else and now you pass that particular lesson on and it, it it's nonstop because the lessons that your grandparents or your parents will tell you like kind of blows your mind and then you're like well i don't have to deal with that I mean, there's a reason you have to deal with that yeah because they made made damn sure you don't have to deal with that doesn't mean you don't deal with your own shit but that particular thing you dealt with you're going to make sure that you're your offspring doesn't deal with that. Yeah. And I think that's why we're in a cycle, the same cycle, like, you know, uh, strong, strong men create good times, good times, create weak men, weak men create tough times, tough times, create strong men. I think that's why the cycle always continues is because we try to pass down these lessons or say, well, I don't want this to happen to my kid or, I don't want to be as tough or I don't want to go through sooner or later it hits a bottom and then you're fucked. And then, you know, we got a world full of sissies, you know, so to speak. And then the world's in a shithole and then it creates tough people. Cause that's the only way to get through tough times. You know, I, I think that's why, uh, you know, that's why the cycle always has been and always will probably continue because us as humans, it's just natural for us to do that. Well, I don't want to make sure I went through that. It was so traumatic for me or it was so hard on me. I don't want to put my kid through that, even though it probably made you who you are, you know. That's yeah, but it's, just a, it's a matter of how you decide to like go through a road when that when that particular question comes up, you can either choose to shelter them from it or let them take it head on and deal with it themselves. And it, it's a parenting approach because there's, there's definitely a fine line because there's, there's coddling and, Oh, I don't, I don't want you to ever have to even come close to what I had dealt with. But if scenarios happen and you apply that, then they'll they'll never learn because you you're figuring it out for them. You'll yep. do it. Like mom and dad will take care of it. And mom and dad will take care of it, and that just becomes the norm. And then when the shit happens to them, when you're not around, you're you know they're taking on life by themselves. It's always a well, mom and dad will take care of this without even trying to figure it out yourself. And then you you've kind of set you set them up for. You, you've you've protected them to a point where you don't want them to deal with it 
and now they're going to deal with something worse because of your sheltering, coddling. Right. You've you've done them an injustice on not oh, yeah. setting them up to prepare for themselves. Yes. That's essentially what it is. You're crippling the kids, you know, mm-hmm. giving them a crutch the whole life. And that's why a lot of people, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys know as well as I know, and they're around that people can't stand on their own two feet. You know, they don't, they can't sustain jobs or they can, but they don't really stay in house or they got to always live with people or, you know, they just can't stand on their own two feet. And I, I attest a lot of that to coddling too much or, you know, never letting them learn to walk. Like if you don't mm-hmm. let them struggle and let them go through stuff, they're never going to learn. And they're always going to have that fallback safety net. And that's your it. Uh, they don't want to because they've never had to. Yep. They just have that backup, that someone there to hold their hand. And uh, there's so many, so many tough decisions you have to make as a parent to, protect your kid but at the same time let them be a kid i can't i can't stop them from making the same mistakes i did just because i know what the outcome is going to be you know oh yeah can't stop my kids from diving for a line drive because that's how i broke my wrist playing baseball like Uh let them play i can't be afraid to go for that to take risks and no you can't instill that fear into them otherwise never gonna go through it because if you're afraid of it and you're their big bad dad then they're going to be afraid yeah you know that's that's why it's a tough one and especially as like young adults and stuff i you know i see a lot of people who can't you know who always they get coddled or everything handed to them or whatever and you know now that they get older they're still not standing on their own feet because they're never allowed to or they always had a fallback plan like if you take that away from them then guess what? People figure it out. You know, <clears throat> one of my favorite quotes from uh, Tony Robbins, and this applies to a lot, a lot more than that. But you know, he always says, uh, "If you want to take the island, burn the boats." So, to me, that means, hey, if there's no way back, you can only go forward. Whether that's taking the island. Or, you know, whether that's following your dreams, right? If you don't, if you have a safety net, then you probably won't push as hard. If you have no safety net, you're going to go get it. Or if, you know, if you uh, can't make rent, whatever, and your mommy says, no, you can't move back in, guess what? You're going to figure it the fuck out and you're going to make rent. Yeah, or I've had to sell a lot of my shit to yeah. figure it out. Oh yeah, I had to figure it out plenty of time, and I made it. Sell other things, you know. Oh yeah, your body. <laughs> uh, I wish that would have been much better. You got a bill. Good yeah. for everybody in this. Situation. Oh yeah, still in debt. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like if you don't learn that, if you always have a safety net all times, then you don't move forward. And I don't know. That's why I. I focus on so much of, uh, like, I don't know, I guess they're core values-ish, but yeah, let's just go with core values, right? So if if you can base a lot of that on a lot of your teachings, you know, I like coaching 
you know, coaching football or, you know, helping out the younger generation. You know, I love it. I, I really try to like, you know, pl- that being said, those are fucking tough motherfuckers. They don't pay attention. They don't fucking listen. <clears throat> Annoying. But that being said, like, I don't know. My main focus is to like, look at more of like, uh, you know, a life lesson or like a value rather than trying to teach kids like a certain scenario, like a certain situation. Cause in my experience, I've tried to help out a lot of buddies, you know, even, even some random, you know, younger kids at the bar that I kind of know that I'm like, Hey dude, you probably shouldn't be doing this. And they don't, people like to learn the hard way. They don't like to listen. Right. They have to figure it out. And that's just human nature. And I'm the same way, you know, to, to a degree. A lot of people are. They have to learn for themselves. You know, you can tell them all the time. You can lead a horse to water. doesn't mean he's going to drink. Right? So if if uh, you try to teach everyone, they don't like lessons. They have to learn it themselves. But I figured out if you teach people more of like a core value or like a you know, a bigger life lesson rather than a certain scenario, people actually listen more and they can piece together themselves and it makes sense to them. And then they end up making the right decision. So that's what I've learned a lot in life about teaching younger kids or football or sports or whatever, you know, that worked. And that's, what I'm going to try to keep doing and instilling and, you know, in the younger generation or kids in general, like, cause I figured out at least for me, that works the best. It's teaching like life shit rather than like, Hey, don't do this. Cause this is going to happen. Cause then they're going to be like, no, well, I want to try to see if it's going to happen to me. Maybe I'm different, you know, but if you teach them more life shit or more, bigger things they may be like well this kind of conflicts with that so maybe i won't do it you know yeah and it's definitely hard especially my particular situation where you know my daughter you know found out that i wasn't her real dad and she found about found out about the story of her dad and I was trying so hard. Like, I mean, you were with me, Brad, when I was going through my, you know, emotional time of like, I've been, I've been dad this whole time. And then for her to start viewing me differently, ugh, it was hard for me to accept because I've, I've instilled those same values. Like from day one, tried, tried to teach her, tried to raise her the same values. Which, which values? Son. I mean, just everything, just, you know, Okay. discipline you know respecting people everything from from the get-go like i i had a little two-year-old girl that she is now eight years old and finding this news out and she took it pretty hard and i didn't know how to take it it kind of caught me off guard and i kind of lost myself in that role of like like i always knew i was dad but then when she started questioning it yeah, it, it kind of made it tough, but bringing back, so I was still in that, you know, limbo of, I know I'm your dad, I'm, I'm, you know, sitting here trying to raise you still, and, but making it more of a point to 
focus on you, but she wrote me a note one day. And I'm going to share you this share with you this note because it it was so random and it just speaks to how much they actually absorb and they they know what's going on even though you feel like you're all knowing and have to teach them lessons they can sit you down and teach you a lesson too so what's your you have the note oh yeah it's right here bro buddy I I, i keep it in my wallet because it it meant that much to me so she said good start dear dad i love you you are trying so hard to be my dad and you can stop no, you are perfect. We all love you. You are so sweet to me. Thank you. Love, Jaden. She basically told me, hey, you're my dad. You don't have to try so hard to be my dad. You are my dad. And it was just like... It's a big one. Oh, yeah. It was huge. From a oh, eight-year-old. How old was she? Eight? She's eight. Yeah. Wow. She's about to have her ninth birthday. And she, <clears throat> she noticed that I was... Early. I was you know, kind of dealing with that while she was dealing with her own huge issue that happened to her. Kids are smart. But she, she knows how, yeah, they absorb everything, but she knows how hard I was trying to fill that gap for her. And in turn, she needed to, you know, kind of sit me down and be like, you're good, man. Like (laughs) you are, you have, you have been (laughs) like, so don't, don't stress about that. But well, that's I mean, a lesson, you know, people got to learn, you know. But if I told you that, you know, it wouldn't have meant as oh. much, you know. You'd have probably still been doing the same stuff. Like, it yep. doesn't really I matter did. how much, you know, you respect what I say. Like, you know, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like uh, you got to learn for yourself on a lot. And, oh, yeah, keep it in your wallet. Nice and yeah, tight. I, 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 keep, I keep it in my wallet. That's a good one to keep, man. Yeah, that's a special one. It's huge, and she, the funny thing is, like, she got that little habit because I always write little notes to like her, you know, her mom to my son. I'll leave them little notes around the house and just something that they'll find later on. And so she started doing that. Like, my wife went up to to work, you know, for a week, and my daughter put a note in her in her jacket that she thought she was going to take up, but she never took it up to go work with her and then she came back i mean a couple weeks later she reached in her that particular jacket pocket and my daughter had wrote her note of you know just oh always chase your dreams i'm like what the fuck you're eight years old like <laughs> you <do> it. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was crazy like how much they 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 actually know and they you better show her that one when she gets older Oh, yeah. Say, maybe you wrote me this, chase your dreams, you chase your dreams. Mm-hmm. Because life has a funny way of beating you down. It does, too. I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a good point, though. It's like, just look what you wrote me when you were eight years old. Like, now I'm going to, sometime along in life, you know, she's going to be struggling. And I can show her this, you know, pure note that she wrote me. Yep. Like, hey, remember what you said to me. I'm sending it to you now. Oh, yeah. She'll need it sooner or later. It's going to be a hard hit or two. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's a good that's a good move, though, Bert. Yeah. I like it's a, it. It's a, yeah, it'll be a good one because uh, yeah. kids are so pure at heart, you know? Like, they haven't been beat down by life yet. I mean, a little bit in their own way. They've been through stuff, but 
by the time, you know, 30, you know, older, whatever. Like you've been through some shit. Everyone has been through shit. You know, that's why. Just imagine how much shit comes up with you. Even, you know, you think back to your childhood or, you know, random thing that happened when you were, you know, 12, 13. And it's now applying to you. And you're realizing that you're acting a certain way because of something that happens when you were a kid. Isn't that fucked up? It's so weird. But that's where, as a parent, going through something like that, you were so aware of it that you were almost trying too hard to prevent that shit from happening. But you you can do that over and over and over, and you think you did a good job, and they're going to glob onto one thing that... yeah hurt their feelings or that changed the way they thought something and they're going to use that as like a oh this is why i do this this is why i do this and you'll never know until the time comes like you have that hard conversation with you know they'll bring something up to you and you might not even remember what the fuck happened but they do yeah and you, you you can't tell them that that's not how it was because that's all they know how it was well, so that brings up an interesting point real quick. So like when I, you know, I grew up, I, I bottled everything up, you know, went through, you know, some shit as a kid and then you grow up and you learn to still bottle it up because that's what got you through it when you were younger. You know, it wasn't till you hit probably I got married to my wife. She made me open up. Like talk because she talks a lot and you know and she pesters and tried to get shit out of me and i was closed book and you know eventually i was like yeah this is so much healthier so much better just to let it out rather than bottling up but yeah i mean it's just things you learn as a kid that maybe not people don't know but like that's just a habit like you just went through a bunch of shit and you're like, I'm much bottled up. Cause I don't have anyone to you or you feel like as a kid, you don't have anyone to like rely on or tell to, or, you know, so you just bottled up and you're like, I got to handle it. Okay. Well, I've been through shit. Okay. Well, I got to fucking get through this because people are counting on me or, you know, your sisters or whoever in your family, like you have to get through it. So you learn certain traits, I guess you call them. As a kid, and you carry those over, it's not till I don't know. I, I really think it's not till you start like looking at yourself, like in the mirror, looking deep into yourself and being honest with yourself that you learn a lot of shit about yourself. You're like, hey, well, you bottle shit up a lot. You know, you, you do this, or when, you know, when you're upset, you shut down. You know, you're, when you're upset, you overreact. When you're upset, you, you know, do, do certain things. And like, it's not until then. And you look at it and it's hard to look at it in the moment, but like, if you can look at it, a lot of times people need someone there, like shaking them out of it. And no matter how much they hate it, you know, it's not until then you realize you can't look at it differently until someone comes and tells you that you need to look at it differently. And then once you start to see it, because my particular situation, I grew up with all brothers. Never had a, a girl in the family. And, you know, my mom grew up with left all when I was. You did? Oh, yeah. All girls. Oh, I was the only see, boy. 
Yeah, I had zero girls in my family. My my mom was the only one, and then my mom left when I was 11. So it immediately turned into just all boys. My brother, or actually all my brothers, who my brothers ended up leaving with my mom when she was 14. So it just turned into I have no female perspective other than my grandma who was just a full coddler and i i realized it it felt nice at the time and i took advantage of it but i i realized like how that wasn't the way for me and so i grew up going from you know a bunch of brothers to a grandma who coddles me to graduate high school i'm letting loose and i am there's nobody that can tell me what to do anymore, like at all. I I can't be hurt by people. I can't do this, and but it all comes back and hits you so damn hard until you actually face it. Those are your issues. This is what you have to deal with. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with you know those times of just having fun because you don't even realize something is kind of you know, sheltering you from being able to think about that. You're kind of blocking it out and just having a good time. But then when, when life starts to hit you and you think of like situations and you're actually, you know, you're past the fun stage and you're having to deal with things and having to deal with why you react to certain things or why you are the type of parent you are. Then it makes you look in the mirror and just be like, well, is like, should I have dealt with this earlier or is now the perfect time to deal with it? Like, was I, you know, mentally able to deal with it before I had kids or is it now that I can kind of see where they're coming from or see the obstacles or see what it takes to have to care for somebody else to really put yourself in them in their shoes. And then yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's I mean, you know Timbo. Oh, yeah, I I agree with you on that on a lot of that, but I you know, I kind of had the same sort of same upbringing. I mean, I had my dad in the picture too, but my parents were divorced. Mostly sisters growing up. I had a brother, but um I guess I don't I don't ever really look back on things as far as like, oh, what should I have done different? Could I have done this different? I just kind of deal with it in the now. And like, if I'm stuck in a situation, I don't ever really, I, I guess I don't look back and think, damn, how could I have done this different before? Um, I guess in some ways I do, but you there's accept. nothing I can change about that. Exactly. Yeah. I just, I just, you know, deal with it as it comes and, like, back. oh, shit, I'm in this situation right now. I'm going to have to deal with it now. What I did before, it is what it is. But I see what you're saying, though, too. Like I... What sucks about me is that I've I've kind of realized exactly like how I am as a person and as a parent that I'm not going to let my kids go through what I went through, and I do my best to never let that happen. But at the same time, I haven't 
fully dealt with my demons in the past, but I don't let them see that. And I, I mean, it's a very delicate process and I, I've, I've tried, I've tried to deal with it. I've tried to, you know, take it head on and it beats me up, but I don't want my kids to ever see that. And they'll, they'll ask me questions about it, you know, just being up front, just talking about, you know, my mom and my, my whole, because I, I led like two different lives, like my, up until I was 10, 11 years old to, you know, now my, up until I was 10 was a huge, I mean, weird foundation that I base how I raise my kids on, but it still affects me and I, and I notice it affects me, but I don't let it affect my kids. I try not to let it affect my marriage, but my wife is really good about, you know, helping me through that and actually, you know, wanting me to open my eyes about it. It's just a thing that I've, I've, I've buried so well that it, it sucks to like bring it back up and have to deal with it when I already have so much other shit on my plate and trying to raise children, but then deal with my own issues. It just, in a weird way, it kind of seems selfish for me. Like, well, I have to deal with this, but I have to, you know, raise my kids. But I know that if I don't deal with this and it's going to ultimately affect my kids, but Mm -hmm. this is the fuel that I've used to not let it affect my kids. And so I just sit here and endure well, it might be affecting them, and you might not know. But, yeah. you know, as a person dealing with things, and I have kids, but person who dealt with things, like, it leaks over no matter what, right? It leaks off in scenarios, whether that's, you know, friends or spouse or kids or whatever. Everything leaks over. I mean, to be honest, bro, it'll get easier... Every if you if you hit it head on, I think if you kind of drag it out, it's I don't know. To me, dragging it out, it always seems better in the moment. It always seems easier, but it's actually just so much harder on you almost every time. And I've had to learn the hard way plenty of times about it. It fucking sucks. But that's one thing that I've learned in my thirty-two years is. You take it head on, you deal with it. Everything after that, it just seems so easy compared to, you know, trying to fight 29 battles at the same time rather than, okay, I'm going to take this on, I'm going to deal with it. And, yeah, you know, people are very understanding. Kids are smart. Spouses are smart. They're you know, they, smart. yeah, too smart. They know what's going on. Like if you're dealing with shit. It's easier, you know, maybe put it to the side and maybe it'll affect you or not. But if you deal with it and one thing when you're saying that P is one thing that just stuck with me is, uh, so my wife, um, I don't want to go into too much of her story. Maybe I'll let her explain it one day, but, um, she was an addict once upon a time and she said, and I'll never forget. Um, she was very upset at her parents that they never told her that, 
you know, they tried some hard shit, you know, they went into it and they dabbled into it or whatever. And, um, she was very upset and she's like, I could have, you know, it's a hindsight obviously, but could have looked back and been like, okay, well, you know, uh, my parents have addictive personalities. Maybe I have one too, you know, and kind of maybe took a different path or went down a different road and, you know, she wouldn't change anything, but like, she just wishes that they were more open and honest about it. And I don't know why it's just been sticking with me ever since I've ever heard it, but just being open, and honest. And cause like, you know, she likes to go down to three B and tell her story and help out the kids and make sure they stay out of trouble and, you know, like to give back and stuff. And so that is one thing that she just wishes that she was, that her parents were open and honest about that shit. Cause if they were, she feels like, she would have had been able to reach out to them when stuff was going on before it got as bad as it did. Yeah. You know, or, you know, any of that. So, I mean, that's the hard thing about that. It's like, as a parent, you, you are trying to portray that you got it all together. And if they need any answers, they can come and ask you anything. So to, admit to not only yourself but to admit to your your kids that you have a problem is is almost impossible because if they're yeah but you don't have not, it all together yeah but if they're not bringing it up to you like at what point do you bring it up to them because then it kind of opens that door like well i didn't know you were going through that and it, it's just a a self thing like you I, I could, you know, tomorrow just go let the kids know that I have a huge issue with this. These are all my problems, and this is what I'm going through. Would they receive it the same way that they would, you know, 15, 20 years from now, when they may look back and be like, oh, I wish you had told me that? It, I, get, I guess, I don't know. I guess I don't have a great answer for that. Maybe think of when, back when you started having those problems. Like at yeah. that point in time, maybe base the relevance off of that. Like, you know, maybe you started drinking beers when you're, you know, 15, 14. 14 okay. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe that's a good starting point to base it off of maybe. Or, you know, maybe uh, other traumatic stuff or whatever happened, but... <clears throat> You know, it's not going to be perfect, but maybe try to base it off of that point in time. Yeah, it's kind of like the, the old birds and the bees talk. You got to pick the up. right time. I mean, you don't want to talk to them about it when they're like seven or eight. Or, yeah. You know, late junior high, high school years. You got you to gotta talk to them oh. and be straightforward and honest with them. Like, that's something that I... I kind of told myself I wanted to do with my kids is tell them what what I did, what what I've been through, you know, what I tried, what I I don't want to hold back. I don't want that feeling. I don't want, you know, them feeling like, "Oh, I wish you would have told me that." Yeah. Little tips that, and tricks. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But well, uh, don't do them. that. Yeah, this is how a gravity bomb works. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh hello. 
You know, yeah. it's funny. Kind of, it kind of caught me off guard. Is uh, my son was talking about like the one thing that he wished he could do, and like I had overheard it, and then I asked him, and he's like, "Have sex?" And I was like, "You're nine. Like, Jeez. what the fuck?" Like, I didn't know how to approach, and I still haven't approached that. But he like laughed it off. But let me it, see your phone. Hard, maybe it's. <laughs> <laughs> any, any recommendations <laughs> what links are you looking at yeah. i'll send you a few uh, how many rabbit holes you got now buddy but it's just weird because like it, i mean i was actually thinking back because i was listening to one of our podcasts earlier and you had asked me if growing up in a split home had changed the way i parented and at the time i was just like no it hasn't but I've I actually thought about that listening back and I was like, yeah, that that actually has because now like the uncontrollable that I have, like I can't have that conversation with him. I can relay that message to his mom and his stepdad and, you know, maybe kind of come in cahoots of how we're going to approach it. But that came out of nowhere to me and it may have, been a conversation they've already had or something that they already know about unless we're constantly in communication talking about you know his feelings and you know his his desires sure <laughs> but it's just like just, oh yeah the <laughs> stiff socks around the house <laughs> but your ankle socks but you'll, you'll get there buddy but it's just so weird because those are conversations that i'm gonna have to have with not only him and maybe he's not comfortable talking to me about it maybe he's comfortable talking to his mom about it and yeah. i'm gonna have to have that third party conversation with her but i guarantee it's gonna be you know him coming to me first and talking about it and then i'm gonna be the one that talks to him or talks to his mom it's like what are you doing are you, are you buying him jimmy's what's going on like <laughs> yeah come on <laughs> let him practice he's he's curious but then at the same time i have my daughter <laughs> which is <laughs> He's curious. He's curious. <laughs> <laughs> then, then I have my daughter though, who's it's just me and my wife, and she's majority of the time only child. And I, like I said, I was never, I never grew up with girls. Like I had my mom and my grandma, and they're two complete opposite people. So going through like the whole, you know, her potentially having her period soon because she's already got hello yeah she 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 already gets bo what and anytime she talks about boys all the time i'm just like what's his major oh he's a third grader (laughs) yeah maybe a little too early like yeah exactly (laughs) that's his bench press (laughs) what a pussy You don't want him. He can't protect you. But <laughs> I know I know those are coming up, and I've 
I feel like I'm mentally prepared, but I know I'm going to get hit with the curveball because I have to be ready for that moment. And then also I have to be stable in my own life that I can't let what's going on in my life affect my answer to her questions. Yeah, yeah, but it will, though. It will, but I can't. It will. But that's, that's what I'm saying is like those moments and those those situations are going to be remembered by her for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. And if my particular, you know, mood in that oh, week okay. You're saying is like off, moody, emotional. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, like if, if my, if my mood or let's say I'm having a fucking terrible week at work and my answer to whatever she's going through is projected that way. That's how she's going to remember that particular answer is that I was pissed off or I didn't care or something, or I shook it off, like deal with it. When like Ricky a, Bobby, if, if you're not first, you're last. Exactly. I mean, well, not exactly. It's unexactly. <laughs> but yeah. if I was in a better headspace, I could answer a question better and deal but with could that. You, could you, but could you come back to that though? So say you answered it shitty, right? So you answered it terribly, and then the next day you realize that you were a shithead. Could you go back and talk to her and be like, hey, maybe you know, I was having a rough time. You know. But that's that's come from my mentality to her mentality. Like those for in order for that to work and actually her to, you know, receive that message would have to be, you know, coordinating. Like I just because I had a bad day, she'd be like, oh, now he's just apologizing for a shitty answer. He's just trying to make Maybe. up for it. Maybe, but that thing is an adult. But, P, P, I think that's an impossible task, man. I think you're being a little hard on yourself. I mean, nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to have all the answers. I mean, who says that even if you're in the right headspace that it's the right answer? You know, maybe you are in a point yeah. in your life where you think it is. But then you find out later on down the road that it's a different answer, right? Mm. I mean, I think, you know, if, I don't know, if if you make a bad thing and it affects them or whatever, I think, you know, I, I think that you could go back and talk to people. Just like you can go back and talk to a buddy. Like, hey, man, you know, I fucked up. I was being an asshole. You know, that's my bad. You know, this is kind of where I'm at. That's what I'm thinking. You know, we're yeah. kind of human and stuff. I just think to think that, you know, you're going to nail every question or every thing and you have to be in the right answer in the right headspace and you have to nail it every time. I think it's an impossible task, man. You know, because we're human. We make mistakes. You know, I just think, you know, if, if you do the best you can, you know, if you make mistakes, yeah, go back and apologize or make up for them or do that but well, you know i think it's an impossible task bro because even even you say saying that like i kind of have like a moment of i had never really thought of it that way but i realize that i'm i'm probably doing that because because of my past and then because of what i've been through trying to raise her and the simple <laughs> fact that she, that she wrote me that note basically saying <clears throat> You're trying so hard to be my dad. So hard, you man. can stop. Yeah, ah, it's actually no. That was that was 
That was a good. That was a good moment for me because. Good man. Yeah, I, I really. It's why we do this shit, bro. You know, that's good, man. Yeah, man. You know, good. Making me feel good too. That's a really good point. It's it's a really good point too, because just going back and talking to them, you you know, if it's your kid, going back and talking to them and admitting that you were wrong, and you know, explaining what where you were at, and then just uh, revisiting that topic, it teaches them that lesson to admit that they're wrong and that they can always come back and talk about it again, apologize. They don't have to just accept that. Like, oh, damn it. That's all. Yeah. That, the funny thing is, she, she could probably look at all my failures and then my comebacks. Still think of, you're a great dad. Yeah, and think more of me because of that. Yeah, and that's when what I, I'm when I When I view myself, it's just like I beat myself up over that. Oh, I'm sorry I put you through this. I'm sorry I put you through this. But bouncing back and you know the little things that maybe i wasn't even trying for at that moment but that's what she grasped onto she she probably could have already grasped onto 50 things that she views as like how she's you know why she loves me and why i am her dad and why she's you know 10 years from now going to remember this particular situation when I view it as like, fuck, I could have done more. I could have done more. And she's like, no, you're good. Yeah. She could. You, you, are, you, you already know, did it. She could love the fact that you were willing to go back and admit that you're wrong. Like you're saying, Timo, like that's a huge lesson. I, I think it's a huge lesson to teach your kids too. Cause honestly, it doesn't happen in the world enough. You know, nobody yeah. wants to admit they were wrong. Like that's why there's so many I mean, it's one example. There's so many keyboard warriors out there never mm-hmm. admit they're wrong. There's, oh, my, I'm right. And they fight to the death about it. How many relationships are ruined because people can't admit they're wrong? They just fight many, to the death about it. To be right. For what? To sacrifice for what? How many individual fights happen <clears throat> that you, in your mind, are just like, I, I, could, I could end this fight, but yeah. I just don't want to admit that I'm in the wrong yeah. when you when you can actually like step back and think about it and just be like yeah i'm in the wrong just apologize suck it up like what do you lose nothing yeah what a little pride you, that you that's what who cares who yeah like pride pride, pride don't mean you. shit your pride doesn't yeah. mean anything you yeah. know but if they come back and rub it in your face later Round two. Fight. Oh, yeah. Well, that's called hard. It's called hard. I ain't getting up for <laughs> shit. All right. We're battling. I'm going to win. Uh, oh, yeah. I just got revived. We're going again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's. I, I, I'm guilty of it, man. I I used to battle against things. And, you know, sooner or later, just realized, I was like, what is this for? I'm miserable right now. I'm super unhappy. What did I just do for what, you know, and you realize it months down the road or month or whatever, or, you know, a few relationships passed or, you know, I don't know. I was stubborn long time, but you know, then, you know, one day just realize like, Hey, what the fuck are you doing? What are you fighting for? Like, what are you doing? You're going to ruin everything for what? So you can be Mm -hmm. right. Cool. Where did that get you? Right fucking here, right where you're at right now, miserable as fuck. <clears throat> and I think it just takes, at least for me, like hitting a fucking 
tough spot in your life. Like, what's it for? The sad and, thing is, you know, is you'll probably go through a bunch of them situations where you look back on it and you're like, what the fuck? Do, what was I doing? Like, why was I being that way? And it only oh, adds, like, building blocks towards, you know, where you're going next. And the biggest thing is if you can actually look back at that and just be like, no, that was a terrible, you know, result. And I didn't gain anything out of it. And then at the same time, you could just be like, there's, there's no point to this. Like, yeah. I will be okay with just being like, yeah, I'm, I'm wrong. So be it. The hard thing is, is when, if you know you're right, well, that you're battling one. for what? Like, is it worth yeah. that little battle of being like, yeah, I'm right? Or is it worth letting it go to just be like, it's uh, not worth it? That's a marriage tactic, buddy. No. But, but yeah, <laughs> that, one, that one's more like, hey, let's keep the peace. But, oh, yeah. but Go to bed. Yeah, that one's a little bit different, but like, as in just like fighting for pride or whatever, or fighting for, you know, just willing to be admit that you're wrong is such a huge maturity step, like in life. And, and it'll take you places. Promise for you, those out there listening. Like, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to admit that you're fucking wrong. Everybody's wrong sometimes. Not everybody's perfect. Guess what? How do you figure out the right way? You do the wrong shit enough times, you figure out the right way. Or you learn from other people's mistakes, you know. And so, some people learn it a lot faster than others. Some people have <clears throat> yeah. to go through a lot of different things to learn it. Some people don't even have to go through a whole hell of a lot to learn it. They just know it and they just understand it. Yeah. Those, they those understand are gems, the logic. By the way. Yeah. Those are gems. They they just they just get it. Yep. Some people have to go through fucking hell to be able to learn that lesson. But well, well that's funny because I'm that way on some things and other ways I learned the hard way. Like some things I'm just like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? No, no, no. I already know that where that goes. And in some ways I learned the hard way, you know, and I don't know. That, that That's just life, man. But, you know, that's all part of living. It's what you learn. And that's oh, yeah. why we talk about it. Pass knowledge down. And by the way, dude, I love those like aha moments you had tonight. Those are my favorite. Those, I have, those are great, man. I have because... them too. I have them by sometimes just listening to the back, like our podcast back over from mm-hmm. weeks ago. You know, those are some I of my mean, favorites. Even just listening to me talk out loud on previous podcasts, I'm just like, no, like I don't agree with what I'm saying. Oh like, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll listen to it and be like, that that's just kind of how I was feeling in the moment, but. Even not like stewing on it or listening, you know, thinking about it too much. But when it came out of my mouth, I'm just like, ah, no, not, not really. Not a time to kind of think more of it, or it just lived a little bit more life. Yeah, you know, week by week, little things that happen.